All right, hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today we are looking at all bots, great and small. This is the oh shit! I forgot the intro. <laughs> the One Piece is real. Sorry, Wait, what? what I wanted to say is an intro. I, well, I, I kind of just came back from watching One Piece Red. Oh. Yes. I came back from buying groceries, so Which I managed to squeeze in. My my target bill was pretty real. <laughs> So this is the third. This is the thirteenth episode of season three, and uh, written by our old pal Marty Eisenberg. Yes. Oh. Yay. Uh, this is his third um, episode of Rescue Boss. He of course, of course has done a ton of Transformers prior to this. He did. I. Uh, he was one of the showrunners on Beast Machines. He was the sole showrunner on uh, Transformers Animated. And then he is. He also did several episodes for Transformers Prime. So, so he, I would like uh, to point out that Pluto TV is continuing to have uh, Prime and Beast Machines in their little like uh, station ID clip things, but not actually showing either of them. Huh. But they do show animated. Okay. So, yeah, and of course, Eisenberg has a long, long history in animation. Hmm. You know, started out, uh, you know, he did uh, that Sam and Max cartoon. He did... Oh, uh, yeah. Freelance Police. Uh, he's currently doing a uh, a Usagi Yojimbo show. Oh, is oh, he involved that. in that? He is. Uh, he's a credit on IMDb as additional development by. So he <laughs> is doing something on it, clearly. Yeah. That's, I believe that's going to be on Netflix. Yeah, his uh, his first rating credit is for the uh, the Little Shop of Horrors cartoon that nobody remembers. Wow, that, I, that doesn't exist. Wow, yeah. I speaking of Pluto TV, it also reminded me that there was a Teen Wolf cartoon that I had completely forgotten existed until they were showing it over Halloween. I wonder if they also dusted off the Little Shop of Horrors cartoon. Um, it, or the, the the Karate Kid cartoon where well, that I wouldn't think... have been for Halloween. Oh yeah, for Halloween. It was. I'm. I picked up once they then transitioned to the Tales from the Crypt cartoon. That uh, this was a Halloween theme. Okay, in that case, you, you also got to get in there. Uh, let's see, uh, the Drac Pack, of course. <laughs> uh, Gravedale High. Oh man, yeah. Uh, skeleton Warriors. Yeah, yeah, Skeleton Warriors. Um, that weird 80s Flintstones cartoon where, like, the Flintstones were living next to the fake monsters. Oh, wow. Was that from the 80s? Maybe the so. 70s. They were at least running it in the late 80s because I saw it as a kid. Ah. Yeah, yeah that, I, I think that... That was the seventies one that just kept going into the eighties because it was Hanna Barbera. Yeah, I'm sorry, that was the Frankenstones. Oh my god, why? Uh, oh I, I regret looking it up because it's like I swear you're making up a little shop of horrors. That isn't a real thing. But then I actually looked it up as like, <laughs> oh no, I remember the shape of that little kid's floppy head. <laughs> so I have seen it. And of course and of course the uh, the totally inexplicable Attack of the Killer Tomatoes cartoons. 
Yes. Oh, yeah, that was actually better than it should have been. And uh, Toxic Crusaders. Which, uh, it's trauma, so it's not good, but there were some good puns. Man. Anyway, so this episode, All Boss Great and Small, first aired March 14th, 2015. And uh, appropriate for that time of year because it is springtime, which is the top story on Huxley Prescott's uh, live news report. Yay, where he's just like photobombing somebody's picnic. Just <laughs> is, invading you- some people's picnic at the park. Yeah, and you know, you should turn off your TV, get outside, except not until I'm finished reporting. Take your TV outside. And then, of course, immediately there is a gigantic thunderstorm accompanied by a catastrophic mudslide. Yes, once again, Huxley Prescott is cursed. <laughs> Which is appropriate since he's often slinging mud, that mud is now sliding yes. him. Yes, uh-huh. this, this mud will be your grave, Huxley Prescott. <laughs> But uh, thankfully, the rescue bots are there. They've got the foam cannons. They've, uh, you know, they, they save everybody, Huxley Prescott included. They, they know that uh, the rescue bots save not only the day, but this reporter's giblets. Also, his van. His poor van wasn't getting whatever you call it. I guess it's not washed away if it's mud, but getting... And, 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 well, you, and you have to it because as we've talked about on the show before, I'm 90% sure he lives in that thing. Yeah! That's, that's his we've home. We've seen him in a house. And then they we've have to him throw a... Working and almost sleep. I think we've seen him sleeping in there. He and the picnickers are on top of the van and they have to throw a net over them and then Blade picks them up with the net and it's it's a whole thing. It's a so whole he thing lives, to rescue He lives them. in a van down by the river. <laughs> He doesn't need a home. He's got a home. His home is wherever the news is happening. That's right. Uh, but also, my my home is also in the back of this van. Yeah. And so, you know, it is... Uh, you know, this was so impressive, and obviously the Burns' family uh, body of work is so impressive, they are being honored by the state. Yeah, state of Maine, the, 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 the Emergency Response Bureau, and they are going to be photographed for Emergency Response Illustrated, the <laughs> Life Jacket Edition. I bet that's a real thing. Well, maybe not the Life Jacket part, but uh, we know about many fireman posters. <laughs> or uh, calendars. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, clearly this is what Cade is envisioning. Yeah. It'll, yeah. It'll be, he'll, be, he'll be photographed in a life jacket and nothing else. <laughs> oh, no. And he'll love it. Oh, oh, no. With an orange life jacket and his orange hair, that will clash so badly. <laughs> As this is a children's show, I will, I will eat the comment I was about to make about the possibility of hair. But... <laughs> Sheets matching drapes? Same, same. I I also decided not to make any comments along those lines. Also, I don't think that those calendars tend to be quite that explicit. No. No, he will have to wax. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Uh, it, It turns out the bots are being honored as well because Mayor Lusky has declared this Bot Appreciation Week. 
And of course, remember that the, most of the town, ta- that the vast majority of the town does not know that the bots are actually sentient. So this is like fire truck appreciation. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, it, it turns out it's also Mayor Lusky uh, being reelected campaign week. This is in violation of a number of campaign finance laws. I mean, well, oh. yes. On one hand, yes. yes, it is just sort of like inanimate objects, but on the other hand, humans love to anthropomorphize things. This is true. And they are already shaped like people. Yes. Yes, it, it's like Mothman Week. Yes. Only we have more than just the statue. Yes. <laughs> they walk. So, you know, there's going to be uh, you know, there's going to be robot races, there's going to be a, a bot dog eating contest. Oh, oh that, that was such a weird concept. And of course, they're getting the key to the city. Yeah, I mean, I assume that each rescue bot has like their own themed uh, hot dog. So, like, heat waves will be like really spicy. Hmm. Like some really good chili, because like right. chili is like a, a fireman well, cooking thing. You might want chili on Boulder for the Boulder theme. It looks like dirt. Well, and and also, unless it's just a lot of relish, and also because you may be uh, releasing a heavy load after eating it. <laughs> Yes. What's a Blades dog? Um, Is that a turkey dog? Yeah, I'm thinking it's like, he's like, yeah, uh, (laughs) vegetarian or something. Only ketchup. Mm. No, I think he might even balk at ketchup. And then, of course, Chase would have to be entirely within the rules. Mustard. Yes. Only mustard. Oh, a a Chicago dog. Mm. I mean... The chief does have a bit of a Dennis Farina thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and I also like that they've got the, like this banner with sort of stylized pictures of the bot's faces that really makes me think it looks like, you know, like like shepherd fairies work, work like Heat Wave has a posse. <laughs> <laughs> also, Chase says that he was unaware that the city had a lock. Yes, because they're going to be getting the key to the city. <laughs> I don't understand the key to the city thing either. I mean, it's an established thing, but I don't know why the cities. I mean, have I assume keys. it harkens back to when cities had like city gates. Yes, I guess so. That's that it's just seems like, like you know, oh, the city has a gate, but going beyond that. Seems like harkening back a lot further than I expect things to actually harken back. But most yeah, well, it, it's America. We love to do dumb shit that involves shit we don't have, like castles. <laughs> oh. That's fair. But most importantly, every attendee will also be getting a souvenir replica rescue bot, new from Hasbro. <laughs> yes. yes. Or, they, like, new from Doc Green's basement. They do consistently refer to them as souvenirs and not toys, which yes. is interesting. And, of course, they, they, they transform and they've got electronics because they have voice messages like, re-elect Mayor Lusky. <laughs> yes, mostly re-elect Mayalus. Again. Which is why they're free. Highly questionable uh, campaign regulations here. Well, that's possibly that's why they have to be designated as souvenirs. Mm. Maybe. And given out for free. Yes. Also, they make a little transforming sound when they transform. Yes, yes they do. They're very cute. Uh, and, of course, these are being 3D printed out by Doc Green. Blades wants to know if his souvenir makes his hips look big, and then it turns out they're based on scans of them, so that means his hips just are big. Yet he has the narrowest hips of any of the bots. Well, that's how how it always goes, you know. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. He's worried about body image when his body image is better than everyone else's. So, yeah, you know, Doc Green's running these things out. He's tired. Frankie makes him go to bed because he's concerned that something might happen in the process. And indeed it does because enter Evan and Miles, crime druids. <laughs> yes, the druids have returned. To be fair, it's entirely reasonable to be on guard for, like, your 3D printed stuff to just suddenly gain sentience and start trying to take over the island. That's absolutely the kind of thing that happens yeah, I mean, here. Or at the very least, it's it's going to spool out and you have this weird wall of tentacles. I mean, yeah. The 3D printers are weird. That could happen, too. Even even without it being a mad scientist laboratory. Even without the normal dot green nonsense. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, they, they put in some malicious programming into these bots. Um, cut to the next day. It's it's Bot Appreciation Week. I'm glad to see the Druids again. Well, yes. the, the whole family has gone off the island. Well, yes, yes they, the family has to go. They, they are being photographed for emergency response illustrates, so they can't. So they have to take the boat, get back to the mainland, and then come back, hopefully, by the time of the key presentation ceremony. Into- I, I, I have a note about. Someone makes a, a... Oh, no, they're making a reference like... Uh, Kate is asking, is like, which is my best side? My left side or my right side? And then everyone in the family says his backside, which is like, does Kate have a nice ass or did they not realize the implications of that statement? <laughs> Maybe they... Because it was very clearly a setup. It's like, oh, Kate has a nice ass. I don't think they were thinking of things that way. No. Probably no. But that was the joke. Admittedly, eyes of person. And of course, the rescue bots attend this festival, but they have to just stand still. Okay. Despite so Blades' itchy nose. nose. How does his nose even itch? <laughs> Sympathetic vibrations? I don't know. Why do they have noses? They shouldn't have noses. I, I, <laughs> yeah, this is the... To, it's kind of... I'm used to drawing them with noses, but prying has gotten that stuck into my head. It's like, yeah, yeah why do they have noses? This they is, don't need noses. This is aligned continuity, technically, so they should not have yes, noses. Yes, they shouldn't have noses. That's how Although you know I, it's aligned continuity. Although I will note that in that uh, first live-action movie, we do see Transformer using his nose to smell. Yeah, well... Yeah, well I disregard those... As a blanket thing, uh, reject reject that reality and substitute my own. Yes, that first one's okay. I, it's, I the first guess. one is a movie. Yeah, even if the the whole gag with Ratchet sniffing something is to make a sex joke about Megan Fox. Uh, again, every even yeah. vaguely cool thing is ruined by something <laughs> being stupid about it. Anyway. So, uh, so yeah, the, so the, you know, the family has been foot, they've, they've had their pictures taken, they're heading back on the boat, and of course, there was food provided, in this case, uh, an all-you-can-eat shrimp buffet. <laughs> well, which apparently had takeout somehow. Yeah, Cade's just got, like, a carry-out box. Yeah, it's like a basic Chinese food carry-out, the, the square boxes. Uh, Only it's like four or five times the size. And it's full of shrimp. It, it's, it's like if you got a large popcorn apparent. at the movies, but the popcorn is shrimp. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, this doesn't seem hygienic. And then... No, but then again, well, I, I, I watched an anime recently over Halloween where they were eating raw shrimp, like live shrimp, and that confused the fuck out of me. Yeah. Oh God, with like the legs and everything? 
No, but like they were alive. They were ripping the shell off while it was still fucking alive. What? I don't know, man. You get weird when you're a heavily seafood-based culture. Yes, but like uh, live live crustaceans is weird. I mean, at least steam them a little, take them out of the fucking shell, murder them first, please. <laughs> so, Granted, admittedly, if you threw me in a tank full of lobs or crabs, I would break out a hammer and start murdering those guys because I love crab. <laughs> but that's just me. Mm-hmm. It's I okay. Someday you will become crab. crab. <laughs> Someday so we all to, will become crab. So it is time for many misfortunes to befall the Burns family. So, you know, they head back. They're, they're, they're making good time. They're going to make it back to the ceremony until their propeller gets all tangled up with kelp. <gasps> and then Graham tries to get, like, a big hook to sort of untangle it. He drops it overboard. And so Danny has to, like, put on a put on her wetsuit. Because apparently she's the only one that brought one. Yes. Well, clearly it's in her size and nobody else's. Why yeah. did she bring a wetsuit if she doesn't want to go in the water? <laughs> or maybe it was already on the boat, but it's weird that you would only have one. Mm. Maybe she was the last one to use the boat. Anyway, maybe. she is, you know, she's just hopped over, she's untangled it, and then suddenly, jellyfish. <gasps> so many jellyfish. Poisonous jellyfish, they make sure like to point out. A swarm of man-o'-wars have arrived. Suddenly. Well, technically, Portuguese man-o'-wars, not jellyfish. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, well, technically they're a hot colony animal, but right. whatever. Whereas these, yeah. are, these they look like jellyfish. Yes. But the, these are just straight up regular ass jellyfish. But they're poisonous. And, yes. And thankfully, not, as they are not, sometimes they're depicted in cartoons as being electric, which they are not, and they don't do that here. Thankfully. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, like, again, I was watching. Tokusatsu the other day, where there was a jellyfish monster that had electricity powers. Yeah, that's not how jellyfish sure. work. It just feels like that. I mean, I guess being stung by one, it feels like a shock, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess you want to visualize the sting. So so they have to, like, stick their air horn underwater and signal her to get her to come up. And hmm. she escapes moments before she is stung to death. Man, <laughs> that seems that seems like a bad way to go. Perils. Meanwhile, back on the island, uh, so, Evan and Miles are in their crime van. Before we, before they cut away to the burns, uh, previously, uh, they did, there was this, this, uh, they're watching people playing with their souvenirs and Chase is very distressed to see some children using their, their souvenirs of him to, uh, perform reckless driving. Yes. <laughs> oh, and, and, and like the mayor's handing them out from what looks like Bub's concession stand from Homestar Runner. <laughs> <laughs> but and and of course, uh, Boulder is a little disturbed to see one guy using it to scratch his butt. Yes. <laughs> but yes, Evan and Miles are only mundane criminals. Yes. Yes. And, and and we move into the part of the episode that I like to describe. Have you seen the movie Small Soldiers? They Indeed show that on I Pluto have. TV. That does not surprise me. Wait, did you say yes? Yes, I have. I saw it in the theater. Wow. Or I could just say, yes, you have seen the first Transformers movie. You have seen Small Soldiers. <laughs> also, when I, I saw it, had it on in the background on Pluto TV not that long ago, I, I realized that who else definitely saw Small Soldiers was Chris Metzen, uh, story runner for World of Warcraft. 
No. Because just the way there's all the, like, noble, savage bad guys who are actually actually good guys guys is extremely... Very orc. Warcraft. Yeah. After, like, I'd say starting in Warcraft 3. I think he Mm. saw small soldiers around then and was like, hey, I should make the orcs good guys and also trolls. And, of course, there is a Transformers connection. Specifically, that first Transformers movie to yes. Small Soldiers, because Kevin Dunn is in both. Yes. As the same character with a different... <laughs> Basically. Basically. I mean, Kevin Dunn plays that role a lot. That's, well, yes, that's his role. That's mm-hmm. what he does. Hey, I forgot that uh, I forgot that Kirsten Dunst is in that movie, too. Oh. Wow. Like, uh, like you know, in her like teen acting years. Small oh. Kirsten Dunst. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, yeah, these... Uh, you know, just as uh, just as Huxley Prescott asked for a mini boulder for his uh, nephew, <laughs> the uh, the 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 reprogrammed action figures begin stealing everything. They steal the key to the city. They steal wallets. They steal cash. They steal Huxley Prescott's camera. Tiny they steal hot dogs. Tiny Chase doing crimes. <laughs> yes, all oh, just oh no, see, seeing little evil cop car was adorable. <laughs> And, you know, the mayor yeah. is trying to Crimes tell the bots the what to do, and of course the bots, you know, they can't, they can't break kayfabe here. Well, also he, he, every sentence he changes his direction. It's like get the key back. No, stop the people from running around. No, go. It's like counterproductive things. It's like just shut up, dude. And of course they they also steal the mayor's toupee. Yes, tiny blades. You get a tiny blades first using a hook to to snag Huxley Prescott's camera drone, and then uses his hook to possibly a different one uses his hook to snag the mayor's toupee. He's doing crimes. Tiny blades doing crimes. Yeah, and then all of a sudden everything's on fire. Well, yeah, well, because fire is a recurring thing. I mean, this is a show with a firehouse. There's a fire truck. The fire, the untamed element, oldest of man's mysteries, give her warrant, destroy her force. Right now, this building is on fire. Well, this little kiosk is on fire. Oh, and now I want a sequel to this episode where, like, the mini rescue bots, you get, like, like an electric rescue bot <laughs> and, uh, and, like, a, a bat rescue bot and, like, a smart mini rescue bot. Oh, we want what you yes. want, Huxley Prescott. Civilization. <laughs> Yes. Oh, that w- that would be a great Doctor Morocco episode. Well, like somehow he finds these little bots and gives them AI, and they go rogue. <laughs> and also, of course, nobody has any idea who could possibly be behind this. Why could it be the only two criminals on the island? I mean, the only two mundane criminals, the only two yeah. non-super criminals. Well, yes, Morocco. It would be something bigger, but. Morocco escaped the last time we saw him, right? Yeah, so he's on the loose, but also this is this is below him. Yeah, this is very small scale. Yeah, you know he doesn't need to rob a hot dog vendor. Yes, and and this doesn't seem as organized as if a murderous AI from an island of trash would be doing no. this. <laughs> Admittedly, that was that was left over in the EMP field. I think. So, so also, at one point, uh, Heatwave is, you know, they're like, we're just... Heatwave does almost, like, he's like, that's it, we're not hiding anymore, we're just gonna do it. And I think Chase talks him out of it. The others yes. talk him out of it. Uh, but mm. then at one point, he's, 
you know, doing firefighting stuff. And, uh, uh, he tells Blades to, to, uh, to be, to be his Cade. And Blades goes, I know what I'm doing. That's me being Cade. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. So meanwhile, we're we're back uh, we're back uh, on the high seas. We are increasingly surrounded by jellyfish. Uh, trying to figure out, you know, what, what, what you know what the jellyfish eat. They eat you know small fish. They eat crustaceans, crustaceans like shrimp because Kate has just been tossing apparently enough shrimp tails into the ocean to attract an enormous apocalyptic swarm of jellyfish. <laughs> Good job. Good job, Kate. Yeah, that that truly is a bottomless takeout <laughs> container. So, alas, they have to huck his shrimp into the ocean to draw the jellyfish away so they can escape. R.I.P. his shrimp. I, I feel like Dad didn't have to throw the entire container. Well, yes, but he wanted to teach him a lesson. <laughs> well, yeah, it is cave. And also, you it's probably not good for you to eat that much shrimp. No. Yeah, especially since it's been hours in sitting out in the air. Listen, we, we all live in the same building. There are only so many bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> Only Hello. so many ventilation fans. Stay tuned for the end of the episode. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was about to. Say. So you know they get they get back. Uh, they get you know they get back to the uh, to the island. Uh, the situation is somewhat under control. As there is no longer as the uh, festival is no longer on fire, but also uh, Chase has been doused in ketchup. <laughs> it is a lengthy story. <laughs> And meanwhile, uh, Evan and Miles have ter- have uh, turned the dial on the rescue bots from steal to kill. <gasps> yes. Yikes! I mean, they're they're not that effective because they are tiny. They don't have you know guns or anything. But the- no, but they're causing a surprising amount of chaos, including like turning on tractors and, and uh, backhoes and crap. Yes. They're definitely going from just like, I don't know, neutral evil to chaotic evil. And and indeed, they have peeled off to the local bank where they are now attempting to break into the vault. Also, okay, so when the Burns family gets back, Dot Green comes up. Did anyone else catch this? I don't think I did. When Doc Green pulls up to uh, to fill them in on the situation, he declares that it's a Lilliputian revolution. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a good line. I almost wrote that one down. It's a Lilliputian revolution. It's Beast Machines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because it's Eisenberg. Oh, that was a reference. It probably is. It was absolutely a reference. It had to have been... Yeah. If it Anybody else writing it? Nah, maybe. Yeah, if it was anyone yeah. other than like him or Bob Skier, I'd say eh, it was coincidence. But no, it it definitely was. <laughs> Good old Beast Machines. Uh, so so they are able to trash these mini bots, and they uh, they locate Evan and Miles, who are one of them is drinking. The, you know, they're drinking cans of some sort of beverage. One has an app <laughs> on it. One has what I believe is a tomato. Yeah, he's just drinking tomato juice from the can, which, I mean, that's a thing that they sell. I don't know if they sell canned apple juice. Maybe they do. I think I have seen Or or it could be pomegranates. They kind of look like tomatoes, don't they? One is... Or I think persimmons. There's some some fruit that looks tomato. He's just drinking a V8 
He's just sitting there yes. drinking a V8 Probably. with a straw from a can. <laughs> like a very normal person. So, you know, they, they, they drop the remote. Uh, Cade shuts down also, the... Also, they have a great van. They do. Yeah, it, 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 it is a crime van. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, they try, the, you know, Blade snags their, uh, their van. They get arrested. And uh, Doc Green is, you know, sw- turned the dial from uh, from evil back to good. <laughs> well, it turns the dial to turn off. Yes. To go to sleep. So, you know, they're, they they straighten up the festival. Bot Appreciation Week uh, continues as planned. They get the key to the city. And, of course, and that means it is now time for the piece de resistance, the all-you-can-eat shrimp buffet. <laughs> yes. Yay! A complete with an ice sculpture of Mayor Lusky's head, which does not include his hairpiece. <laughs> Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Someone Some of the was blades, uh, feeling cheeky. Some of the Blades' toys do airdrop Lusky's toupee back on. Yes, they, they set them to return all which they have stolen. Yeah. Which is, oh, which included a, a little Chase handing over money he'd stolen. Yes. Which was adorable. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, between the All You Can Eat Shrimp Buffet and... Um, the bot dog eating contest. They're going to need to do that episode. They're going to need to do a repeat of Bot-tastic Voyage from a couple episodes ago. Except they're just <laughs> going to need to evacuate Cade's colon. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, poor Cade. Also, one of the little blades souvenirs lands on his shoulder in helicopter mode, and it's very cute, and he oh, likes it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like he has a little pet. Like those guys should be around more. They probably won't appear until oh. a sequel episode happens. Oh, I forgot. We also get a brief appearance of the Griffin Rock Anthem. Yes. Oh, yeah, which as played by a uh, robotic band. Oh wait, as in the one of the bands from Animated made a return visit? Not maybe more like uh, they're kind of like just animated musical instruments. Oh. Uh, okay. uh, kind of, look, they look like they're out of like one of those short circuits, uh, self-playing robotic uh, or, musical or, instruments, you know, like like beyond the mind's eye kind of things. Yeah, those things. Wow, I haven't seen one of those in forever. So yeah, that is the episode. You know, it's a fun one. I I appreciate uh, tiny people running. You know, tiny creatures running around stealing things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Chase. He must have been so scandalized just seeing the tiny Chases running around doing crimes. Yes. Uh, on the top of Lusky's concession stand, there was this mock-up robot that didn't look like any of the bots. It was weird. That was weird. I guess he just said, I don't know, make me a robot or something. It didn't look like he wave It's odd. Like they created a generic mascot robot that looked like none of the bots they had. It was like a kid's drawing of Heatwave. Mm. Yeah. Well, presumably it was like inflatable or something, mm. I would think, if it's at a, like, what do you call it? Festival thingy. But still, it was yeah. weird. Uh, Fun episode. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I, I appreciate the series of. I assume that they were. I initially thought that the. Disasters that befall the Burns boat are were going to be connected to the events on the mainland somehow, but no, that's just what happens in Griffin Rock. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's just how things go. That's just Griffin Rock for you. 
<coughs> All right. So I believe this that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Oh, yes. Uh, this week I went to go see One Piece Red, the 15th One Piece movie of the thousand episode TV series and thousand volume manga. And, uh, I've only seen about 15 episodes of the entire show. Okay, maybe more than that. Anyway, no, I'm not actually talking about that, but I did have fun today. Good. By Someone should have. Running my schedule paper <laughs> thin. I was the only person in the theater, granted, the showtime I got was conveniently like, right after school would have let out so children wouldn't have been there but it's also near a oh is it a junior college or something Are kids or going to go see the one piece i mean teenagers maybe yeah possibly i i would i would figure well maybe not around here cuz they didn't used to do anime showings around here but i don't know the last dragon ball movie i saw in the theater and that had a decent crowd today I may, I might have just lucked out at a decent time or everybody else was going to see the sub I went to see the dub because it was the time I could get oh I was kind of curious how they did that well all, well yeah because well yesterday it was sub only today is sub and dub mm. mm-hmm. and the dub the subtitles I think they were using the bigger theaters but there were more showings of the dub today uh-huh. dub was actually turns out a good choice because it's also mostly like an idol concert movie, so there's lots of songs. The songs are subtitled, but they're also talking over the songs, so that would have been confusing with subs. Anyway, it was fun. It made me cry, as One Piece should. But that's not what I'm talking about. It's like Macross. Yes. <laughs> what is it? Anyway, this week on one, two, three, four, five, five man orphaned galaxy egg. Ooh, eggs. <laughs> yes, eggs Eggs are a lot in this episode. It, it starts with a green egg floating in space, coming towards Earth, qu- crying for its mommy and daddy. Aww. Cut to, uh, on Earth, the, the mushroom monster is unleashing the new monster of the week, which, uh, what is it called? Condor Rugen. And... Look in, the, in our text chat. The design of it is almost exactly like Zero Must the Boss from Final Fantasy IV. <laughs> huh. Like, annoyingly so. It's like, that. wait, which one came first? I didn't actually look up because I, I couldn't be bothered, but it looks so much like the same design. It's creepy. Anyway, uh, turns out that monster turns babies into eggs. Like, not egg eggs. Like, Two to three foot tall eggs. Mm-hmm. So they turn a bunch of babies into eggs, and then they steal the eggs. So they're kidnapping babies, and there's lots of distressed mothers. The rangers show up, and they're all like, "Wait, what? What's going on?" But th- then the, the twin the twins figure this out. It's like, "Oh, we we have an idea how to solve this problem because we can read each other's minds." Wait, what? Twins read minds? That old cliche thing, which really doesn't have anything to do with their plan because their plan turns out to be it, it, it's a male and a female. It, it, it's uh, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. The Rangers, yellow is dressed as a mom pushing around a little baby cart and. Black is in the cart, dressed up as a baby, and their plot is not to, oh, have him be captured and then follow him because there you have twin psychic things. It's no, when the monsters attack, just attack them back, 
Oh, what's that okay. have to do with the twin twins reading each other's minds? Why did you guys even bring that up? Just what? because reasons. <laughs> anyway, they're they're attacking the the monster of the week and the mushroom guy, and then the space egg shows up and thinks the condor and the mushroom are his parents, and he's shooting lasers out of his eyes because like his little. Shell pops up like he's, um, what was it? Sheldon from Green Acre? Or no, um, what was the, the Garfield? U.S. Acres? U.S. Acres. U.S. Acres. That, it, it's a, it's a Green Acres reference. U.S. Acres. Like there's a little egg, sort of like that. And he's shooting lasers out of his eyes. Well, I guess Sheldon didn't have his eyes exposed. It was just his feet. Anyway. I think the monsters are its parents, so he's shooting the rangers. The monsters, we, they just bugger off. It's like, whatever, we captured some babies, we got shit to do. And then, then the rangers Same. try to console this Same. egg that's like, but I'm trying to find my parents. They're on this planet somewhere, I'm sure. I could sense their minds. Like, whatever, baby egg. <laughs> the rangers are trying to be helpful. The baby egg's like, fuck you guys, I'm gonna go find my parents. It's like, wait, that baby egg thought the monsters were his parents. If we follow the baby egg, that may take us to the, the bad guys who have kidnapped children. Let's follow that egg. And yes, it does in fact lead them to a cave where the bad guys have gotten together. They have like bad guy scientists monitoring the eggs and things. But the, their generic foot soldier mooks are sitting on nests holding the eggs to keep them warm. Because the plan is, oh, this condor monster that looks like Zero must, like, in in the process of turning these egg, these babies into eggs, if you hatch them, they'll hatch into condor men? Sure. They're going to have an under, army of condor men? Condor men. <laughs> Just flying around like assholes? <laughs> sure. Anyway, the the the, the eggy comes in and the rangers fall and the eggs like shooting lasers and like throwing a hissy fit because like one of you's got to be my parents and then it hops from like the, their bad guy general to generals and then hops in one alien scientist who cradles it. it's like wait is that actually its mother but then that doesn't go anywhere. And, and it's it seems I guess the red herring that the baby does think one of the bad guys is its mom, but clearly it's not. I guess unless that one that was a reference. Maybe late episodes in the future we're gonna come back to that one scientist and the egg will hatch or whatever the fuck. Anyway, sure. In the chaos, all of the, the babies that have been turned to eggs escape by bouncing out of the cave and down a hill. Bouncing baby eggs, running away. It's weird. Oh, I love this show. It's stupid. It's not as good as last week's with the get everyone drunk. It was it two weeks ago? Not as good as that, but this this show does some stupid plans, and it's fun. Getting anyway, everyone drunk was a little weird. Yes. The baby eggs have run away to the rock quarry because the cave was next to the rock quarry. That's a lot more sense than rock quarry next to city they were fighting in like usual anyway the rangers morph they fight the condor uh, it's mostly black and yellow taking the lead because it's a twins episode uh, they beat up the monster monster grows big giant robot comes out they beat it yay happy it, it, it's a fine episode oh and then the baby egg goes into space oh oh <laughs> one of oh. the bad guys like the henchman lady Zaza who looks like she's wearing like 
eggs on her shoulder pads and a helmet. Like, as the egg was hopping to people, it's like, um, well, they're, oh, Dildora, the main scientist, said, you can't be my child, I don't lay eggs. And then it goes to Zaza, and it's like, yes, my race does lay eggs, but you're not mine. <laughs> so we have an egg-laying oh. species bad guy. Sure. Which was cute, especially since she has wearing an egg on her head. Cute. I guess that was an intentional joke. Anyway, the, the, the egg is going to go wander the earth or go back into space and look for its parents, I guess. Sure. Like, I don't understand why the rangers aren't taking care of this egg more. It's like, no, no, we, it, it feels like it should be, no, no, we'll raise you until you hatch and can find your parents. But it's like, the ranger's like, yeah, sure, little unhatched egg, go out and live your life. Look, the egg is not their problem. Admittedly, the egg can shoot laser eyes, but still. Yeah, it sounds like it can take it, care of itself. I guess. It, it was just odd. It was a fine episode. Many interesting things. Like, this This show is... I don't think it's as good as some other ranger shows I've seen, but the monster designs, the bad guy designs, and just some of the crazy plots so far are really entertaining. I really hope the rangers get more personality. But yeah, that was fun. Good. Now my throat is dry. Alright, so that does it for us for this week. We'll be back next week with more Robots in Disguise. Uh, until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are on Patreon.com. Uh, we have a uh, Patreon set up to help with our hosting over on IaconUnderground.net. Uh, the Patreon address is patreon.com slash icon underground. Uh, for the month of October, uh, we did the apparently classic movie Hocus Pocus, uh, <laughs> which pretty much none of us had seen until it went on Disney Plus, so that was kind of exciting. Uh, also, it had a surprise Rescue Bots connection. Uh, because one of the voice actors, I won't tell you who you have to go listen to the podcast or look it up on IMDb because the internet is there to, to reference yeah. things. Uh, for November, I don't think we've picked something out yet. Uh, I think we've so... got a solid idea. May tie in with something else coming out this month. Yes. Well, it, it makes sense that you would have written more, but I don't remember I've heard, ever heard of it. Good old Chris Claremont. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> That's all getting cut out. Yes. All right. So until next time, when we when we uh, get stuck in a time loop with time after time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I will be waiting time after time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>